Hello and welcome back to another episode of In Her Shoes. This week I have the lovely Megan with me and we are going to be discussing the events of last week. Important to note that this episode is going to contain some potential triggers for our audience, which could include sexual assault as well as other things. So, last week we had a International Women's Day show. We had two, in fact. In fact, we had an entire day full of International Women's Day content However, with the events that then unfolded last week, you wouldn't think that it started off on such a high for women. So we are going to talk about just a few of the things that have happened. But first, I do just want to check in with you, Meg, because, you know, how are you doing? It was, I don't know about you, but just logging onto social media last week for me was, ugh, um, triggering to say the least. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a tough week, I think, for everyone to, to be looking into you know, I think a lot of people have probably got emotional exhaustion from wanting to contribute to the conversation and not knowing how. And a lot, a lot of people have put themselves out there with their sort of personal accounts and anecdotes. And, you know, just sharing so much has really been, it's good that people now feel comfortable that they can share these things. But, you know, you do just wonder how much could have been prevented and you th- feel like you know these conversations started back in the 60s and 70s really like the first reclaim the night was god knows how many years ago and yet it's 2021 and we're still having these conversations and i don't think that it's getting any safer for women out there yeah i agree with you i know even just a few weeks ago me and rebecca did an episode on consent and in that just between the two of us we came up with x amount of instances of sexual harassment and assault and the guardian this week came out with that 97 percent of women have been sexually harassed and do you know what's funny when i saw that statistic it wasn't even remotely shocking to me it was i was i was shocked but not surprised if that makes sense yeah. i was like it's, it caught my breath a little bit i was like could and the thing that I, and I've, I've said this to, to all of my friends i was like i was like i'm willing to bet that the other three percent other three percent just don't realize they have been yeah i would bet the same money on that and the thing is the reason i say i wasn't shocked was just because of the amount of conversations i've had yeah. with women and it, it was it when it was more of like a and this is what sounds really depressing i feel like for a lot of people it was either shocking or it was you know surprising or it made them feel sad but for me the only thing i really felt was oh well at least we have data to prove that this happens yeah because there's the amount of times i've talked about it or i've i've said certain things or i've kind of felt as though my experiences were like not bad enough or not enough to be deemed a not valid enough yeah. To, to yeah or like not because one of the things that that I struggle with that we'll probably get onto is how um, because until someone has actually committed an offence, you can't you can't say oh I just feel like this person's a bit dodgy because you're probably not going to get taken seriously and if there's nothing to actually prove prove it then you know you're just you're just probably being bitchy because you don't like them um, and I just feel that the the whole ninety seven percent thing as well. I feel like it's, it's sad. It's so sad to hear that that is how high the number is. 
but I feel like there's now probably a stronger sense of solidarity amongst women to realise that you can talk about these things because you're now 97% guaranteed that the person you're speaking to has had an incident themselves. You know, even it is from the from the not very severe, you know, groping in a nightclub to the, the worst that could possibly happen to someone. We've all experienced it at some level at some point, probably multiple times. Yeah. I think, like, I know on the episode about consent, which I'm just going to revert kind of back to, but I remember one night, and, like, what I spoke about then, one night I was sexually harassed slashed assaulted in five times by five different men in one evening and I just remember and then do you know what's ridiculous at that point after I'd been like sexually harassed like five times which is so exhausting in itself to just whatever I think like a man started to walk like towards me or like two guys or whatever on the street and they were just having a laugh and they're like went to either like talk to me and like I don't know what their intentions were they could have been perfectly nice men but I turned around and I just like swore at them because I was so over it and then you know you get the whole thing where it's like oh whoa, like whatever and like obviously they were like god like you're like psychotic or whatever and I feel like this is the thing there's just such a lack of understanding of like yeah I probably shouldn't have turned around to them and just initially took it out on them and I do understand that that was you know that's on me but at the same time, you know, stop expecting women to just be nice to you when you approach them because if they've just been sexually women harassed... Women don't know you anything, yeah. Yeah, if they've just been sexually harassed, like, multiple times in a night and you come over to them, even if you're just asking them for, like, a lighter or whatever, like, no, like, well, I'm not going to be nice to you. And that's just, like, the sad truth. And the thing is, I think it gets con- misconstrued as being rude or, you know, not accommodating when in reality it's it's mainly fear i guess like the reason we are so defensive is because this happens time and time and time again and you know like how am i and this is the thing i've seen a bunch of stuff that's like not all men which we'll get into in more detail because i have feelings about that but you know we don't know what's safe and what's not and that's a huge part of the problem that we don't know who you are what your intentions are so no sorry like if you are a man and you approach me on the street like you're not gonna like this but eight times out of ten to you if i'm in a good mood you know be nice to you but like the other eight times yeah yeah, i'm gonna be very defensive very standoffish don't want to speak to you don't want to interact at all whereas if you know you are of like any other gender category i'll probably feel a lot more comfortable around you i saw um one thing from a, a gay man that tweeted that he noticed how as soon as it's made obvious to like a woman that he's just met that he, he he's gay their guard instantly drops and they instantly are a lot more like easy to speak to or easy to communicate with and how and then that whole had a whole discussion about um campness and other sort of stereotypical traits and how gay men actually do like use that and do make it clear that so that women feel safer around them which it's so it's so ridiculous isn't it that that even is a thing and but i totally see where that comes from because i've definitely felt just just relaxed a little bit if i if i am meeting a stranger to know that they're not going to have any malicious intent yeah which is bad because you can't even assume that and you can't even trust anyone's you know but it's just yeah (laughs) yeah or as well like if a guy has a girlfriend 
I immediately relax as well. Or like if I know a guy isn't into me, like has made it blatantly obvious that like it's just absolutely not a thing. Um, like they're not attracted to me at all. Like I just instantly relax and just feel like, oh, thank goodness, like you're not gonna try anything. Because even if they don't actually harass you or assault you, it's also the exhaustion of just them trying things with you and you just being like, can you not today? Like, mm. you know? Yeah, and there's a thing, so uh, there's a group called Radio Silence, Radio Silence and Women in Control, which is uh, a sort of research organisation that um, is set up by people in the radio industry. So they've actually recently released some stats on how women feel in the radio industry, and one of them is about how many, um, how, how, what percentage of women feel like they have to flirt to get ahead in the industry and it uh is let me just find the, the graphic so i can quote it properly <laughs> oh is it god it was on my twitter um well even the fact that 84 percent of women feel like it's harder to progress in their career in radio than than, than men um yeah and this is the thing, and then there's also like a, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I've seen so many things where like women have slept with their like boss and it's like, oh, she slept her way into that role. I'm like, how about we rephrase the narrative? And instead of she slept with her boss to get the job, how about it's, oh, look at this man in a position of power who's sleeping with a woman in order for her to progress in her career yeah. that she's fully qualified for. Yeah, so one of the things that uh, the Women in Control Radio Silence campaign found out that 42% of women have experienced sexist comments about career progression. So that will be things like sleeping your way to the top, et cetera, et cetera. It's just... It's... just... It's ludicrous, isn't it? It's so it? sad. And it's so sad to know that this is the industry that we're, we're trying to get into. Yeah, it just really annoys me. But one thing I really did want to touch on, I kind of said it before, was the not all men. And I, I really do have feelings about this. Because I've seen on Twitter like a bunch of people starting not all men. But then I've seen a lot of people tweeting back at it saying like, oh, but you know, like, it is all men, or, like, are men doing this, or, like, all that kind of stuff. Like, I personally think that, like, well, this is my stance on it. It is definitely not all men. There are good men. Like, I know a bunch of good men. I'm sure you know a bunch of good men. And I don't think it's fair to tar every single man with the same brush. I really don't think it's fair to be, like, I've been sexually assaulted X amount of times. It must be your entire gender. Because imagine if we did that for anything else, like, any minority group. Imagine if we were, like, exactly. I've had this experience with, let's just say, like, someone who is LGBTQ. All LGBTQ must be the same. That is not the case. And it's very unfair, no. I think. The problem that, that... And I was explaining this to one of my male friends, is that the problem is for me personally as a woman, I do not believe it is all men. I don't have a problem with all men. My problem is that I, when I'm on the street walking home alone, I cannot decipher who is a good man, who is a bad man. And yeah. that's the issue. Um, but I, I, I do generally take the stance of, of the whole, um, on Twitter at the moment, like, oh yeah, like it's all men or like, all, it might like all men don't rape but do all men do this like no there are generally some men that are really trying to do the work and really trying to make it equal and that are disgusted at the 97% statistic so I, 
yeah i have very and i know that yeah, not everyone might agree but to, to me it's it's not all men are a threat but all men are a potential threat um and also it's not all men but it is all women that have been assaulted yeah so you've you know it's more it's more than just a few bad eggs but at the same time i can confidently say i know far more good men than i know bad um maybe that is just my echo chamber of just you know not being friends with people who are known <laughs> assaulters um but also the fact that you know i've just you know the, my favorite people are men genuinely that's the best some of the best people in my life are men i'm not about to start a an anti-men tirade because it's really not that it is just let's just keep an eye out for the ones that are showing the warning signs of things that are not good positive behavior or attitudes towards women or other people. And, you know, um, it's uh, the, the fact that there is that not all, that not all men um, argument and sort of instant self-defense that some people are feeling towards having to defend their gender. It, the thing that, that gets me is that is that they they then bring in like other subjects and other t- topics and like well you know more men get murdered than women and you're like well, yeah by who though <laughs> who's who's doing that murdering look at the stats it's still men that are doing it like yeah women we do have problematic women we um, see i'm not for one point saying that women cannot be vicious horrible vile human beings because they absolutely can and there are stats to show that they are but the fact that you know as a, as a man you're more likely to get se- sexually abused than to be falsely accused of it and i think that that is just one thing that you need to bear in mind when you're defending your entire gender is that you need to watch out for yourself too because you're not necessarily like you can't just be trusting if, if women can't trust all of the men around them so you shouldn't be either yeah yeah, I, I completely agree with that, actually. And that's something that I didn't really think about. Is in, in terms of, like, the not, not all men thing, I guess, like, you, you kind of touched upon it. Like, it is not just all men sexually assault. Like, women do it as well. Like, I've been sexually harassed by women. Yeah. Less frequently than men, I, w- I will definitely admit. I think it's only happened a couple of times with me for, with women and men I could not count on my hands. Um, could not even remember, really. Um. But yeah. yeah, but I do think it's it's really important to know because that statistic, ninety seven percent of being harassed. It also doesn't say who's done the harassing. I can assume yeah. the majority are men, based off the experiences that have then been written online. However, yeah. it does not cover all men, so I think it's really interesting that people automatically jump to that conclusion. And I wonder, you know, like how how fair is that as well? If we want to talk about equality. Like, let's also hold the women to account that are doing it at the same time. Which is exactly what part of the conversation should be, is is that we should be keeping an eye out for... And it sounds so trivial to say, just maybe just keep an eye out for anyone that's showing abusive behaviour towards anyone. What we mentioned earlier about feeling valid enough to make a complaint, you know, valid enough to, to say, oh, I didn't like the way your mate was, was touching me or whatever, you know, because like, oh, I'll just get over it is the sort of mentality that you assume you're going to be faced with. I'm not saying you necessarily will be faced with that, but I think we also have a tendency to just be like, well, it's so insignificant on the grand scheme of things. Because it is, it's easy to feel like it's insignificant that something minor has happened to you, but it is important to realise that 
sometimes the minor things are just like the the early stages of something bigger and there should be there should be better systems in place you know if you're like there's i know that there's ask angela which is a good like system if you're on it to avoid date rape and things like that and it's just finding out about methods and ways of of talking about it and just being able to know that you're going to be believed and that someone is going to listen to you and it's going to be taken seriously i know though like where do you think it like comes from because that's really interesting isn't it like is it individual because those individual men like clearly get it from somewhere so is it a lack of education about what sexually harassment actually is because i generally think that a lot of men don't deem driving past in their van and like yelling at you or their car and yelling at you but like is it education is it internalized misogyny from women to accept it is it the audacity of men i guess like where do you think it comes from the thing is as well is that it so depends on what type of harassment you want to look at so for example if you're if you're in a crowded club and men feel the need to if they're going to move through women they'll put their hands on their hips to move past them but they won't put the hands on the hips of the men to budge past them little things like that that's just sort of like you don't need to touch a woman don't if you don't need to touch on her hips definitely don't no there's other ways of moving past someone without doing that and i think that's such a basic example of just sort of a gateway thing that yeah you're not going to be able to report a man if he touched you on the hips if he was probably just innocently doing to get by but the fact that that man has the instinct that that's where he touches a woman to get past there but for a man it's on the shoulder and you know what i mean the fact that men instinctively have that thing of you touch a woman there touch a man there and it's a different level of respect clearly to to depending on what what gender they're they're facing (laughs) and I think if you then look at that, that then probably translates to quite a through line of how some men then go and, and treat women further than that. If they do just sort of not quite realise that they are every bit as human as the male friends that they have in respect. Yeah. And what do you think about... Because um, this is also something I've seen, like on the flip side of like, oh, let's not tarnish all men on the other side. Not that I'm about to tarnish all men, I realise that sounded like I'm just about to rip into a gender. But, you know, when when they say, oh, well, it's, like, such a scary time for us because you can't do anything without, like, being accused or you can't do anything or, like, you, you can't even, like, touch a woman anymore, you can't even compliment her anymore. Because um, I have also you can't. seen that. be a creep about it, man. I love getting complimented. <laughs> if it's, like, not unsolicited. Yeah. Like, you just, you know, just just I, again i don't know because i've had i have had men that have sent me creepy dms and inboxes that are you know that have gone into my message requests because i don't know them that they think that they're just reaching out and therefore totally fine and you're like well where where do you draw the line of someone not knowing any other way of wanting to start a conversation and finding it creepy and that is everything i think as well is we've all got such personal experiences of the world there is not one fits all size of consent. Some women will absolutely love getting complimentary messages that are unsolicited and they they like the compliments and they know that that man, for all like goods and purposes, is just an innocent man that wants to compliment a woman and there's nothing wrong with that. Another woman might have had a really bad experience of having abusive message off the internet 
or had like bad experience with a catfish or whatever that has made them not want to receive those sorts of messages but you know until <laughs> until you, you you send it and you find out what their response is gonna be so just hold back you know if you don't know someone you don't have to say something like i received a message a couple of weeks ago off a guy who literally started it by saying I've got a girlfriend, but if I didn't, oh. and I'm just like, so, so I replied with, um, and it was it was a very nice compliment. Don't get me wrong, it was a very nice. And no, if a man, man, if you're starting a message with, I'm sorry if this sounds creepy, then it probably is. <laughs> it probably is. If you know, if you're acknowledging in your message that it's probably creepy, then just look at yourself and just realise, yeah, what I'm saying here might be unsolicited. And, you know, you might have all of the good intentions in the world, but just be a little bit more patient. Wait until you actually know them, maybe. Like, wait until you've had an interaction with them, not on the virtual space, and they can know that you're a human being that they can trust. Um, what was the original question? That is a really good point, Megan. I don't know. Um, how how do... Like, what would we say to, like, men who are like, we can't do anything anymore, we can't compliment anyone, we can't... Like, men... Why do you want to? Like why 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 do you why why are you that desperate to 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 tell a woman to smile? Why why do you think that your words mean that much to a stranger? Yeah. Like I think this is all like and this is me being a very cynical view of it right now, but I don't need. I once had a, had some men in Ven shout at me um, that I had the best legs they'd seen all day. Um. It was half ten in the morning, so I don't think they'd even seen that many legs. <laughs> you might have been the first pair, in which case it's completely... I mean, either way, it's true. So. Yeah, it's really... But that's the thing as well. I was like, I can't tell if they're taking the mick or not, because out of all of my physical assets, the legs part is not one that um, I would expect compliments on, um, just because of, you know, general, like, views of the world and women and body. My legs, not my strong point, and I'm fine with that. I don't care. Um... But I, my response has always sort of been um, to not just smile and take it. So I, well, to smile, but to not, to then not take it. So I, I, I turned around, made eye contact with them, smiled and shouted and swore at them in a smiley tone. <laughs> so like at first they were confused because they're like, oh, she's, she's found this, she's found this compliment pleasant. But what I was actually saying was, you know, go and do one essentially. Uh, uh, and you know the fact that we've all got that's a that's a rather light-hearted funny anecdote of a time that I was you know harassed <laughs> but it's not even this way I'm able to joke about it is the fact that because in every single way that was a harmless incident because I you know I got away with it got free it was just some men shouting words but there have been there have been other times where it's not been harmless I think as well it's the power there's definitely a power thing for the fact that men in a vehicle are able to shout something and then get away. It's quite a cowardly way of harassing someone, the fact that they can just shout something and then they'll, they will then think that what they've said most of the time, though, I think I have probably, I have never been catcalled by a man that was alone. They will have been someone that is just there trying to make the man in the seat next to them laugh. Um... So I think that is a different form of harassment because they are probably doing it 
as bravado to show off to their mates. And that is an example of the sort of behaviour that you, as a man, can call out. You can be like, oh, hey, it's 2021. We don't need to shout at women anymore. Um, and that's just a simple thing of, like, when men are posting all of these things of, like, oh, what can we do to make women feel safer? Tell your mates that stuff like that isn't on. And part of the problem is, is that with toxic masculinity, it's an intimidating place to speak up and say in a group of your peers, I don't think what you just did there was very cool, when all of the other peers are laughing and finding it funny because they think that everyone else there finds it funny. When, to be honest, if you're with a sound enough group of people, most of them probably think that's not really on. But because it's that animal pack animal experience of just, oh, we all want to fit in and we all want to have friends, that just carries on. Yeah. Yeah, it is It is definitely, like, a group setting, like, a group thing. Um, but, however, there have been instances where men, like, by themselves have yeah. whistled or have... And Smile, love, it might never happen just as they walk past you. Yeah. So I've got a mask on, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. All, oh, or, like, and as well, like, I do get quite jealous when they whistle because I've never been able to whistle, so I'm like, don't rub it in! <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> Stop showing up! <laughs> oh I tried, okay? Oh. You're just rubbing it in now. Yeah! God, I've been sexually harassed and shamed for my lack of talent in the same same breath. Um, no, but... Oh, yeah, it's, it's good we can laugh about it. Um, but no, they have done it by themselves. And also, like... I don't know, even... There was one time, actually, and this is a really funny time. It, I wouldn't class this as, like, sexual harassment because I'm not sure what the intent was, and if it was, it really didn't work. Um, it, however it's supposed to work, I don't know if you want me to feel intimidated or complimented. I really actually don't understand the bottom line of it. Like, what... The question for the men, or women who sexually harass, either of you, um, whatever gender you identify as, what's the intent? Just, like, tweet me. What's the intent? I don't know. Um, I'm never... Am I, am, am I supposed to feel complimented? Am I scared of you? What do we do? What's, what's the procedure? Anyway, um, so this person came over to me when I was with my... F- well, it was in the pandemic because they were on a different bench. When, you know... I mean, I'm, actually, we can sit on benches, but yeah, back in the day. And they were like, excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. And this went on because I didn't think they were originally speaking to me. Yeah. My friend was like, I think... Like, do you know this person? And I was like, no. So I just kind of... I didn't know what they... Because they well, weren't with be. anyone, but they were like, excuse me. So I was like, yes. And they were like, are you 16? And I was like, what? <laughs> no, no, he said, how old are you? And I was like, um, none of your business. He's like, how old are you? And I was like, I'm old enough. And he was just like, are you 16? And I was like, first of all, my <sighs> moisturizer must be, oh, must be working. But also I kind of turned to my mate and I was like, a bit rude. Do I look like a child? Do I look like a child? Um, but yeah and then I was just like uh, that's like none of your business and then he kind of like walked away and I was like oh like, do you think you want me to like buy cigarettes or something and then she was like I think he was asking if you were the age of consent and I was like yeah that's re- oh that like if you have to ask bro first mm. I don't look 16 I'm an adult but if you have to ask you shouldn't be I'm concerned that he then walked away when he found out that you were 
Oh, yeah. Well, I think it's because I just, I didn't really tell him. I just kind of, yeah, I just like, like ignored him for a while. Well, if you, it's the thing that if you look at the statistics of, um, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter when they've been sharing their experiences, um, saying their experiences of them when they were in their school uniform are yeah. like way worse than, than that. And then there's also another thing of, um, I've seen women in their sort of like 60s and beyond sharing experiences of that they're now invisible so they don't they reach a certain point where they stopped getting harassed and now they feel sort of guilt that they're now part of the invisible that they that they're not you know they're not getting that anymore and I think that's just so wrong that we've got it's very much a, a thing for young women who don't know who aren't equipped to to know how to deal with this I mean Another thing that I wanted to talk about is how I feel, uh, and it's, it's something that I've sort of been, been struggling to, to put into words sort of all week as to how I feel about it, is because I, for the longest time, have been convinced that I am immune to anything bad happening to me, because I genuinely don't believe I am the sort of woman that would get attacked, which is so stupid that I have got that mindset. Um, I like it. It's like the the blind confidence, like, oh, I'm not going to get attacked today. Well, <laughs> it's, it's just more the fact that you see it. You is that in 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 my mind, I've always because I've always been a tomboy and I've always been fairly aggressive is the wrong word, but I'm definitely a. a I know that I wouldn't mess with me if that makes sense. Even though, don't get me wrong, I'm five foot two and not exactly like. It, uh, like I mean I am strong but I'm not like you know bodybuilder strong and I don't know if it's just sort of like the rugby player in me or the, the the tomboy in me that feels a bit indestructible which is not good it's not good that and I bet that there are loads of women out there like me that just assume that we are invisible and safe from that sort of thing because we aren't necessarily the the sort of targets that normally get harassed um and which is so so stupid because of course we are because at the end of the day we're still young women um and i just think of all of the times that i would walk through salford alone at night constantly probably at least three times a week i i would go to my mate's house because all of my mates lived in a separate house to me um so i would always go to theirs and then i'd always be walking it back at like two three four in the morning uh and to be fair um some, sometimes they'd walk me home <laughs> most of the time they didn't one of them would always say text me when you get in but um if he wasn't if he wasn't out with us then he, i wouldn't like no one no one else would, would would say that to me and i just wonder if you know and i know for a fact because i've seen it happen that when we've been out with other women they are a lot more protective of them than they've ever been with me and I don't know why, well, I do know why. It's because I play the independent woman card so much and because I come across as sort of like one of the lads. But I think it is important that we do look out for women that are one of the lads as well and that, you know, we're just as we're just as vulnerable as anyone else. Um, but, yeah, I, I regularly would run through some dodgy back alleys in Salford to get home at three in the morning um, because why would I pay three pounds for a taxi? yeah. Yeah. Sometimes taxi drivers would be creepy too. So that's not always fun to, to get into a, a taxi. Once I got a taxi at one in the morning because I was going to see a friend. 
uh, and so I was all sort of like nicely dressed up and was sort of feeling good about myself uh, and he started quizzing me on my perfume and telling me how nice I smelled and I was just felt very very uh, and because the where I was going with student halls that I wasn't living in I then like had to just time it right that someone someone was like there with a swipe card so that I could just get instantly into the gates because <laughs> it was Ooh. yeah that is that is creepy yeah but i do know what you mean in terms of like cause I, it, it feels really weird like i've never really thought of myself as like the girl who gets actually do you know what's a really interesting point to make um I don't know if this is just like my me going off on like my own tangent kind of thing, but when you said like the type of woman who gets sexually harassed, I got sexually harassed far more when I was anorexic. I found, which is interesting, because first of all, you lose all of like your curves and you do look slightly more childlike, especially because I was only like eighteen, so it's like on the cusp of like adulthood, right? Um, so I looked very young. Like, when I look back on my photos, I, I feel like I look really young because I just had, like, n- nothing going on, really. Um, mm. And was obviously very vulnerable in the way that I carried myself and the way that I, um, you know, kind of yeah. probably portray myself in a way. And so I think it's really interesting that I look back now and I'm like, wow, I, I looked like a child and I definitely got harassed more. Or because it, it, I probably came across as, like, insecure. Um but at the same note as well i also wore more revealing clothing just because you know things stayed you know yeah. there was no moving um yeah but i i wore kind of more revealing clothing at the same time but also was very vulnerable very timid and very young these days i do not get sexually harassed anywhere near as much regardless of if we've been in lockdown for like a year like yeah. I, I didn't um so yeah, I just find it really interesting that like when I look younger and more vulnerable, I get harassed more. And I don't know if that's because I look like an easy target or if it's, you know. Yeah, I will be very interested to see what sort of um, re- reactions people have to me now that I've got half a shaved head. And I think I have sort of grown. I have always had, a, I've, I've developed more of a rock aesthetic in the past few years and i think that that is definitely part of the 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 don't mess with me sort of persona that i have um and i was just just today i was i was queuing to go to MS because <laughs> because they sell my favorite beer and that was the only reason i wanted to go in there um and some other women, some a really, really uh, an elderly lady looked at me in the queue and looked both confused and scared, because um, I had my obviously I've got my, my wacky hair, my um, my denim sleeveless jacket on, and like my, my my rock boots and just you know just look probably not the typical person to sh- to shop somewhere like MS, <laughs> uh, and I was just like this is so mad that that obviously this public perception just has that sort of um if if just general public will look at me a bit differently just because i'm dressed a bit more rock and rolly 
is that gonna is that the same for like how men look at me i find i don't get um abuse off teenage boys now whereas i think the girlier i look the more like the more feminine i look the, the more times i've had abuse but also that's probably just because of situation rather than like subject <laughs> yeah yeah it is interesting though because like you said before like there is not one type of person i feel like it there's one you know a specific kind of type of person that is more prone to get harassed but i also do not think that like just because you don't fit that bill you will never get harassed because it happens literally almost every woman literally 97 percent. so you know regardless of your aesthetic i remember uh uh, in, in in Manchester, I was on a night out, and there was a big group of us on a night out for my society, and we had first years all the way up to, to third years all on this night out, and um, there was some first years on a table, some first year girls just chatting to each other, uh, and I noticed that this grown man was was harassing them, well, not was just not leaving them alone, and so I literally went over to them and was like, "You guys are right, do you wanna?" And I literally said to the man, "I was like." can you leave these women alone please because they like they're they're young and you don't need to be speaking to them because they clearly don't want to speak to you he then um (laughs) he then tried hitting on my friend's girlfriend and i have never seen my friend um square up to a man but it was it was was kind of entertaining to watch how he literally got all up in his face and like arches back and proper got in this guy's face for, for trying to speak to his girlfriend and this man then just went around harassing everyone um and bear in mind in this it was a very it was very early in the night so in this club it was literally just this massive group of friends all from one society and this man (laughs) and like a few other random people uh and i remember we were all in a circle like just like dance having a good time and this man comes up to me and puts his arm around me um so i decked him uh, (laughs) and because i'd been telling him off like for the past half an hour to stop going up to the other women um and then um and then the bouncer threw him out. And then I then had all of these lads be like, oh my God, Megan, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, but where were you like 10 minutes ago? Why did I have to do that? Why well, was I the one to deck him? Yeah. Nothing, nothing, you know, we're not saying solve everything with violence. Why did, but... it, why, why did it have to take for me having to like physically protect myself for, for him to even get thrown out? Because I told the bouncer, I was like, this guy's kind of been a bit of a nuisance. And, he, and then I think after he saw me like, uh, push him onto the floor he then was like okay well we'll remove this man because he's very clearly trying to talk to a bunch of women in their 20s and he is not a man in his 20s <laughs> yeah that is crazy but as well speaking about in clubs there was one time i was in a club i know rare occasion <laughs> remember when <laughs> remember back in the day um there's one time i was in a club and i was with like my friend and we were dancing it was when i lived in norwich and this guy came over and he was from like newcastle so we were like oh wow okay cool something in common whatever and we were just like dancing singing talking you know whatever um and eventually he was (laughs) what was his line it was something like oh if i was on like tinder would you swipe left or right and i was like ah unusual line my friend however i have a boyfriend so i wouldn't be on tinder in the first place and he went okay really sorry to bother you like um i'll like go away like have a good night kind of thing so okay cool but he wasn't really like annoying me like he was like a nice bloke and you know i, I yeah. didn't come off as like really flirtatious 
I, I kind of figured like maybe because he was like kind of hanging around me and my friend but not in a creepy way in a oh I've just met this person in a club like let's have a conversation um and I like rang my boyfriend when I got home or like the next day and I was like there was this guy in a club and he like he hit on me but as soon as I said no like he walked away he didn't question he didn't touch me he didn't grab me like he didn't try and grind on me like it was such a nice interaction and he was like what and I was like yeah he didn't try and like he didn't touch me and he was like yeah I would hope he didn't and I was like yeah, but usually they do. And I was just so, like, he was so gobsmacked and I was like, what a nice person that hit on me in such a respectful way. And I was so surprised that I was like, how do you not know I get groped all the time? And it was it was just such a funny, like, from a guy's perspective of being like, that happens to you every time you go out. And I was like, that doesn't happen to you. Like, it's happened a couple of times, I think. But yeah, it's just, it's just really funny that, like, from a man's perspective, that's like, yeah, that's like the bare minimum of what you should be doing. But from a woman's perspective, that was like the nicest way I've ever been hit on mm. in a club in my life. And that's a perfect example of how you can treat a woman that you are potentially interested in um, with not without uh, assaulting her. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get his name. You know, if you if they tell if they say to you, "I've got a boyfriend," or even you know if they're just like, "I'm not interested," then they're like, "Okay, thank you for your time." yeah (laughs) yeah or like you don't have to grab them if anything it's very off-putting if like the first interaction i have with a man is them being like come here and like (laughs) grabbing me i'd much rather you were just like oh hi what's your what's your name or like oh hi whatever or like i don't even know how we got talking i think we were both like singing and then he just said something like oh i'm from like newcastle and i was like oh my god guess who else is from the northeast this girl (laughs) um but yeah it's, it's just really really funny that that is that is the uh, level of interaction, or even... And the fact that that's how low the bar is. Yeah, that is the just, bar. Just don't just don't touch us. Yeah, honestly, men, <laughs> you can get so far in an interaction with a potential mate, um, sounding a bit like David Amber, you <laughs> can get so far with a potential mate if you just have a conversation like a normal person. Or if you don't start the conversation with, you're fit. That, that, you know... Like, you know that, have you seen that meme of that guy, like, whispering the girl's ear and her face is so disgusted? Yeah. That is a prime example of, like, you know, coming... I, I'm pretty sure that in that meme they are actually friends that know each other, which is why it's so funny that it went, like, viral. Yeah. Um, because the, I think the guy got trolled so often and he's like, she is just a friend of mine, like, dumb not trying to hit on her. <laughs> oh, bless him. Um, um, but it, it is a great, it is a great example that does just capture how... <laughs> A lot of women feel when they're out. <laughs> yeah. Just sort of like, yeah, okay. Just, I'll just look unimpressed and just hope that you go away. What things? The amount of times that people have had to lie that they've had a boyfriend, lie that their friend is their girlfriend, and that they're in a lesbian relationship, um, which I've definitely done. I find taxi offices are one of the worst places for for end of the night harassment because quite often you'll be with your mates trying to get a tax team. And this is why I love the fact that apps like Uber exist and I can just, like, skedaddle from somewhere without waiting at a taxi office. Because back home in Wrexham, like, there, you just, there isn't an app. You literally just have to go uh, go to one of the three taxi offices and hope that they can get you home soon. <laughs> That's the same with Norwich. Norwich don't have Uber. For a city that has two universities, there was one, literally, like, one taxi rank that you have yeah. to wait in. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've been... <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah the um 
uh, I remember once there was this me and my, me and two of my friends were waiting for it, for it, for a taxi home, and um, there was this leery guy that was obviously just stumbling around waiting to be put in a taxi, and I do really feel sorry for the staff because they must see so much horrible stuff happen. They must see God knows what. Um, and this guy was like, ah, oh, he was hitting on my friend, um, which is is not surprising. And she was quite, she was in a bit of a state. Um, uh, and she, 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 she decided that she, she decided that I was her girlfriend, which I just went along with. And I am always quite sober on a night. It's very rare that I will be drunk. Really, I, I, I like to drink, but I, I, I don't get drunk that easily. But yeah, I um. Uh, I just went along with it and then found myself having to like defend her from him and just be like yeah and then he's like oh well then kiss I'm like well no like, if, if you really if you were really like girlfriends you'd kiss wouldn't you I'm like okay now this is a whole separate conversation <laughs> you can go away <laughs> this is a separate issue I've experienced that so many times when like we've done that not that we not we as in me and you <laughs> um, but like well, well if things go wrong with your boyfriend Alethea let me know <laughs> You'll be the first person I call Megan. <laughs> Everyone's a little Megan curious. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, every time like I pretend to be like in a relationship with a woman to get a man off my back, they're like, yeah, kiss. And I'm like, oh, no, no, go away. It's so, like, first of all, I should have to make on with someone else for you to leave me alone. Oh, like, I shouldn't even have to pretend to be in a relationship for you to leave me alone. Like, you but should that's just... the fact that, the fact that they they respect an imaginary man more than they expect you as a human. And that's just always says, always like, no, I've got a boyfriend or, you know, you hear stories of women that pretend to have wedding rings because they just know that they won't get people trying to hit on them. My favourite part of a night out is when men take it as a challenge to, (laughs) you know, oh no, oh, well, let me change your mind. You're not a salesman, right? You don't like, you're not trying to sell me pitch, anything. Yeah. yeah. Like what are you gonna do? Like pull up a PowerPoint and like start using, you know, figures and like infographs of you know, reviews. Um it's yeah, it's it's kind of ridiculous how they they just expect you to say yes or they expect to like change your mind. If you have to change my mind, then it's not a consent one, is it? Yeah, but also coercion isn't isn't is is another is another big issue of of coercive behaviour and how you know like if, if I'm being totally honest, I have I have slept with at least one man because I felt bad and he wouldn't leave me alone. Yeah, yeah, it's just so annoying, isn't it? Like, oh, oh, even just the whole I don't know where they put on this paper. Oh, oh, here's another thing. Yeah, there's another thing. Another reason why we hate all men. I'm mm. kidding. I'm kidding. We've we've already. So just if you've tuned in, because I think we're gonna probably be wrapping up soon. But if you've just yeah. tuned in, welcome to In Her Shoes, where we're basically talking roughly around the events of the past week and women's experiences with sexual harassment. So yeah. if that's not for you. Feel free to tune out and come back in about half an hour when there's some nice music playing. Yeah. This is essentially like Consent 2.0, I guess, the episode. Yeah, um, actually, it has turned into that. <laughs> yeah, it pretty much is. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't mean it for me, but hey-ho, that is how... That's how speech shall work. Um, what was I going to say? Um, ooh, what was I going to say? Probably nothing that poignant, then. Oh, no, the friend zone. That's what I was going to talk about. Oh, okay, yeah. The friend zone. 
where like oh women are like oh it doesn't I'm in... exist no it doesn't exist it's so ridiculous like oh i've been friend zoned i'm in the friend zone as if like you are supposed to feel guilty for like not being sexually attracted to a male um because evidently you you owe yourself to be a baby making man pleasing sex <laughs> machine which i am by the way but not for everyone no kidding but yeah well because well, on, just on that point um the idea that you as a woman are therefore worth any less to a man's life if you're not willing to be romantically or sexually involved with him yeah like like being if being in the friend zone well done you've got a friend that's a woman great treasurer <laughs> yeah she'll probably give you some great advice like yeah and how to not moan about being in the friend zone oh dear actually just... there was something else i wanted to bring up which kind of happened in the last week it happened on international women's day um did you see the tweet from burger king where they were like <laughs> where's a ma- where's like a woman's place or like a woman belongs in the kitchen and then went on to be like and that's why we're like help i mean right fair play you made your point right um I, I get that we're trying to do something special, but I just remember seeing him being like... Because the thing is, at first, like, I didn't read the thread. It wasn't until someone pointed it out to me, like, to read the thread. But, like, you shouldn't assume that everyone's going to read your thread. What What gets me is that they weren't even making a valid point because, let's face it, they're a fast food, like, global company. I bet for somewhere along the line they don't have the most, most ethical of standards and being a woman cook or being a cook in general in one of their kitchens probably isn't the most equitable job to have and so it kind of frustrates me that you'll be like oh yeah so what you're saying is you want more women in your minimum wage like not not well resourced job it's not like the high end of of the catering industry so poor poorly thought out campaign and you know they could have just been boring and done what every other company has done which is here's a video of the women that we have employed look at them being good at their job and having fun like yeah. just play it safe if, if if you've not got anything actually good to to do or say just play it safe and just be like nice yeah i just found it like when i when i kind of saw it i was like look i see what you're doing here and i get you you wanted to be funny <laughs> and like edgy and like yeah. get loads of retweets but that is not helping your campaign. It's not helping you to turn around and to just be like, oh, women belong in the kitchen. Ah, in an equal sense. Oh, yeah. like... You can't, you can't, you can't, you know, reverse it. Yeah. And be like, here's, here's what we actually think. And it's the same. One of the things that I've had a, a slight internal conflict with about is uh, this week on Twitter, men have been using this whole thing to just gain likes on Twitter. As, as someone with a mother and a daughter, what that's the only reason that you respect women is because you personally know some. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, and the other, the, the other thing that that has really wound me up, and I had quite a good conversation with one of my friends about this, um, because there is someone who I am vaguely aware of that's an acquaintance who has sent me inappropriate messages in the past uh, and is just known a bit for being a bit dodgy. Uh and seeing him post things on the subject makes me so uncomfortable because I'm like, you're part of the problem, though. You, your your behaviour and your attitudes and the way that accountable people have seen you interact with women is part of this issue. Uh, and I was talking to, to a mutual friend about it, and he said, yeah, that's why I've not posted anything about, about this whole thing. He, he has now since posted something, but I think he did a very good way of phrasing it. 
because he's like, I understand that I have probably done something in the past that has been that that has made a woman feel feel unsafe. He he's a he's a very tall, big man, so like he's probably just his physically is intimidating if you don't realise just how lovely he is. And he was like, That's why I've not like done done a big status about it or a post about it because I think that we should just be listening right now. But it's interesting because you then see arguments on the flip side of things. I've seen women being like, right, women, let's just watch the men learn and talk about it because they're the ones that it's their problem. They need to sort themselves out. And I think ultimately my opinion is is that everyone should be able to contribute to this conversation. Everyone should be able to share experiences and learn and learn what behaviour they need to be looking out for in their friends, know what behaviour they need to look out for in general and in themselves and just how they cannot... Um, sexual harassment happen from their own point of view and from an observational point of view that is, but I do think we need everyone to have that conversation for there to be any progress I 100% agree with you and what I really don't like as well, to, to do with a lot of things that have happened over the past year and a lot of things that have been um, raised awareness of I mm, so might be a bit of an unpopular opinion, sorry, please no one at me the way that white men have been treated over the past couple of years hear me out so the thing is like yeah white men have had it really good obviously we know that white men have contributed to a lot of the problems we know that however whenever a white man seems to have an opinion these days that is not the stereotypical leftist like you know kind of viewpoint i guess and they're not actually trying to be offensive because the, the the disclaimer here is that when they are being offensive and they're just not listening and they are trying to speak over other people that have more knowledge of the conversation, that is wrong. But when they have genuine questions or they do say things like, not all men, but not in a way that it's like, well, not all men, but in a way that like, oh, well, like, I haven't done this or like, this is actually my experience of being sexually harassed, but like, how do I help, blah, 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 like, has mm. genuine questions. I've seen so many of them just be like, shut down. And just be like, you don't understand this. You don't belong in this conversation. You don't... Like, I... I get that, like, they're not going to have first-hand experience of it all the time. And I get that they can't contribute to a conversation as much as someone who has directly experienced it can. However, demonising all white men and not letting them even be a part of this conversation, what good is that going to do? Because all you're going to do is isolate them, make them not want to be a part of it, not want to change their own behaviours. And also, it's so hypocritical to just shut someone down because of their race, gender, and, like, sexual yep. orientation. Like, you can't do that. You can't just turn around and be like, well, you're a white man, so you have no opinion. Yeah, we can't just assume that because the status quo has led that to be something that carries privilege with it, You, you it's not always safe to assume that, therefore, their voice is an in value is is not valuable to have in the conversation because you do genuinely never know what people have had going on in their lives who you know whether it's happened to them or like a close friend you know for example it'd be very easy to look at daniel sloss and think he's a white man don't want to hear what he's got to say about it yet he has done it's gone it's gone re-viral on, on twitter this week the uh, from his show x which was about he did i think a whole 15 minute part of the show was about how uh one of his friends had raped one of his female friends and it's just a very i go, i advise you to just go and watch watch that clip you'll probably have seen it in your news feeds 
And I think that that is a very good example of how a white man can engage with the conversation. And also because he is a, a respected, a respected man with those sorts of, with the sorts of friends that we need to be reaching out and, and speaking to and talking to about these sorts of things. Um, that is how you go about it as, as a guy. And hearing from people like him is how you're going to make other men listen because I, I don't know about you, but if I was if I was someone that had the tendency to sexually assault people, um, I probably wouldn't listen to the people that I like to assault because the whole point is that they are not listening to the people that they're assaulting. So they're not necessarily going to turn around just because Twitter's got a bit angry at them. They're probably going to realise more from having uh, a friend and someone that they trust break it down for them. Why? Yeah, I think it comes back exactly to what you said earlier about, like, when people do it in, like, a group setting and, like, one person stands up and says, actually, I don't think that was cool. Like, that's... It's it's literally that kind of thing. Like, people who do this will listen to their friends. And I think... Mm, this might sound a bit dangerous or controversial, but, again, I think that in some cases, in terms of when you're in a group setting, you've had a bit to drink... I'm not excusing their behaviour, but I think sometimes they generally do not realise it is sexual harassment. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Like, if you are trying to come on to a woman and you, you just have never had a conversation with anyone about, like, maybe that's not the best way to do it or that's just how you've always done it and it's it's worked, whether that's because the woman's just felt uncomfortable and pressured to do it or whether that's because, like, they've actually been into you and they've been like, oh, fine, cool. Um, If you do not know better and no one has these conversations with you, then no, nothing's going to change. Or, on the other hand, if you are doing these things, no one has the conversations with you and you're never called out by someone who you respect and deem a friend, then it's not going to change. And so, yeah, you do need to be having those conversations and you need to be educating people, but doing it in a way that is understandable, is easy, which it sounds like it shouldn't be made easy, but unfortunately we have to make it easy for these people to change small behaviours that then do not escalate to larger problematic phrases it's about pinpointing and nipping it in the bud i think yeah so on that note that is the end of the episode thank you very much for tuning in i hope you enjoyed this and it was you know somewhat insightful on whatever stance you have whoever you are um in her shoes will be back next tuesday at 11 o'clock for another fabulous and amazing conversation as per usual thank you very much for tuning in have a fantastic week